Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. I don't know why I even say that. You really don't screen calls. Anyone can get on the air. I put everybody on the air. Hey, if they call... Then they get on the air. It's pretty simple. And it's toll-free. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's especially helpful if you have an issue where our dream team can help you. Like Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, or dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Villani, or animal communicator, Joey Turner. We're all here. Sorry, am I keeping you awake? (laughs) Don't mind me. I think you're wearing your shirt inside out, Alan, today. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. People don't see what you look like over the radio. Thankfully, because we all look like... Kind of a monthly crew, pretty much. Are you kidding? Seriously? Hey, uh, Kimmer, come here. Say hi. Say hi to the dream team. This is Kimmer. Do you hi, know? Hey, Kimmer. Kim- who's Kimmer? <laughs> That's my wife. Ooh. You call her Kimmer. You br- I called her in the studio, and, and then I shoo her out. <laughs> well, this is the well, first time we've just, met. Yeah, let her sit down in your chair. She Go. can sit down. No, she's, yeah. she's not allowed in here. This is my world. <laughs> Oh, boy. Do you know it says on the internet right now I'm looking at that yogurt helps a dog with bad gas. Really? You know that? Really? That's what it says. It I wonder says, if it works it for says people. A tablespoon of yogurt um, um, given to your dog, um, and that's plain yogurt, it specifies, will help your dog or cat with bad gas because in a lot of cases it has to do that it doesn't have enough um, probiotics, bacteria in its system. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Those are cheap, inexpensive probiotics in yogurt. Yes, there, there you go. Um, listen, you're going to be feeding our animals. You brought in eggs, you brought in, uh, let's see, what do you got there? Cod liver oil, and you brought in a martini in the glass, straight up. Well, I'm going to put the NyQuil in the martini glass and and, and, and serve it to you. Oh, that's uh, nice. And, and <laughs> Yes, and, there, and the rest the rest is for the pets. Oh, well, very good, very good. I could use it today. I have a little bit of a cold, a little bit under the weather here, so, uh, and I didn't so really... You want olives, olives or onions with your NyQuil? Uh, can I get both, please? Yes, absolutely. There you go. You'd make a good bartender. Mr. Joey yes, Volani, yes, ladies and gentlemen. He could groom the people at the bar, too. He sure could, couldn't he? Multi-talented. Stacy, you're pretty talented, too, aren't you? I'm not a cat owner, so I don't really get this whole hairball thing, but uh-huh. I guess cats get hairballs in their stomachs. I, I, I've actually never owned a cat. I know I am an animal lover, but it's one animal I've never had. Anyway, I do know that hairballs are a big problem, and if you're a tiger, it's got to be a huge problem. Well, there was a tiger that had one that weighed four pounds. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. A four-pound hairball. That actually looks like my clone in my Petri dish Yes, I was going to say that exactly. I I thought that was your clone. (laughs) Yes. That's not a hairball. That's Hal. Judy has brought in the news that you can use today. Actually, none of this you really can use. And, in fact, uh, we're just saving you the time from scrolling through the paper and looking for good stories. Uh, This one about a 75-year-old woman in... uh, some city I can't pronounce. She called the police at 3 a.m. Wednesday to complain that she couldn't sleep because her doorbell was always ringing. Hmm. Poli- that would keep me up. Yeah, that would keep me up, too. Police uh, dispatched to investigate, track down the culprit. It was an ant nest next to the doorbell. They said the insects had built such a big home that the nest pressed the switching elements and kept the bell ringing. 
and they were able to uh, An ant did it. remove the ant hill. And speaking of Maybe bugs, her husband trying to get back in. He's long gone. Long gone. Speaking of ants, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization just released a study this last week on six-legged livestock. Six-legged livestock. What do you think six-legged livestock is? Alan, you want to take a guess? I, I don't know, but it's that's weird. That's messed up, man. That's messed up. Maybe not. Six-legged livestock is edible bugs and worms. And they say that these edible bugs and worms can help meet global food demand that's expected to grow 60% by 2050. I did not know this, but cricket farming is a $30 million farming. cricket farming is a $30 million industry. Are you serious? They actually farm yeah, but crickets. not for us to eat. That's a yeah, but no, I've seen it on the... On I knew what he was... How, I knew what you, you were talking about. They got pictures of people on the internet eating these things whole. And uh, I, I'm telling you right now, it's not, not going to happen for me. Chocolate covered. You know Put chocolate on it. I'll eat almost anything. Hopefully we'll be dead by 2050 because if I got a result to eating worms and crickets, um, you know, dining out's not going to be fun anymore. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. The number is toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Be thankful you're on that side of the radio today. Everyone in this studio is exposed to whatever crap i have i don't know what it is it's uh it's producing a lot too much information i probably got the cold from one of you anyway that's all i'm saying i don't get Uh, it's nonsense where the heck i am so healthy hal i just get around you guys i think i'm allergic to you guys no no don't (laughs) say plural just say how now as she says she's so healthy she has an iv that goes into her arm and in it Pepsi one. That's I'm just telling everybody the way it is. You're, That's, you're busting me out on air, man. I'm gonna cap it right now so nobody sees or hears it. On the big show today, uh, within the next hour, we'll talk to Corey Joyce, NASCAR driver Corey Joyce, who's gonna join us again. He was uh he was on last year and mm-hmm. he's twenty years old, really? Is this he's right? So young, I know. He's just a young little pup. I can't even remember I was I don't even think I was twenty ever. <laughs> Just saying. And uh, let's see. Also, we're going to talk to that lady. Maybe we'll talk to that lady who's the owner of uh, OB, the 77-pound dachshund, who was 77 pounds. She missed the show last week. Did she say why? Yeah, she actually got called into work. Oh. So she wasn't able to talk to us. So we're hoping she's not working today and we can catch her. She's not like a fireman or a doctor or anything like that? I don't know what I don't think you really get called in for anything unless you're a doctor. I don't. No, uh, no, never happens. <laughs> and uh, let's see, uh, what else is happening? Oh, Joey's going to tell us about the kind of foods that will make your dog or cat's coat look splendid. From the inside out. What do you got going on, Stace? If you had to guess what the smartest bird was, you'd probably say a parrot or a cockatoo. Sure. You probably wouldn't put a pigeon in there with some of the smartest birds. But they did a study, and pigeons, believe it or not, are very intelligent. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Mm, I cannot wait. Mm, They seem to know when I put out the food. (laughs) You know, there's several ways to get in touch with us here. You can call us toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. You can also send us email at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com or use the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android to ask your questions directly. And in fact, we just had a couple of questions come in. And uh, these, I believe, are for Alan. Uh, So we'll answer them kick off the show with these questions here this one comes from irena she says 
I got a problem with my dog. He loves to attack any animal smaller than her. And we have a cat that's isolated because of the dog's attempts to attack and chase her. What do I do? What do you think, Alan? Well, you know, again, this always goes back to the owner of the animal not being a confident leader. Whenever a dog... Uh, goes to that attack mode, that, that place where he becomes aggressive, it's because the dog is trying usually to protect you and sees himself as the leader of the pack. Mm. So, you know, to change that kind of behavior, it takes a lot of emotional strength. You've got to stop feeding it and stop screaming at the dog. Most people, you'll notice in a park when a dog becomes out of control, they start screaming, you know, Fido, stop! Stop, Fido! And, and basically, they're actually feeding into that energy. They're feeding the dog. You know, you've got to be calm and make corrections. And you've got to, you've got to find a way to teach a dog with dog language that, no, fighting is not appropriate. We're not going to be doing that. And the way you do that is learning to give your dog a correction and recognizing the energy level of your dog right before he goes to that mode. And it happens very quickly. And as we talked about, human beings have the ability. It lies dormant. You can you can read your dog's energy and emotions by his body language. You can see when he's getting set, when his eyes get perked, when he's, when he's getting all set to go into that mode. Right at that point, that's when you redirect him and give him a correction. And you've got to do it over and over and over again consistently for the rest of his life. You know, I had a boxer I was working with who did the same thing, attack dogs all the time. And, and I started taking him for walks, and what I would do is I would walk him towards another dog, and as soon as I saw that heightened state, right before he went into the out-of-control aggressive state, I would turn the opposite direction, 180 degrees, and walk 90 miles an hour away, so he would get a firm correction at the neck. I mean, just like a major jolt. And he learned to pay attention to me. And so I progressively brought him closer and closer to other dogs to the point where I was walking him past other dogs, and he was no longer paying any attention to them. But every now and then, even a dog that you've taught to do that with patience and time, you'll notice him shifting into that excited state, and you've got to be there to make that correction immediately. It has to be before he gets crazy. It can't be during the craziness. It won't do any good. It's too late then. You just think if you do it during the craziness, he thinks you're cheering him on? Now, if you do it during the craziness, you could get bitten. You oh, know, okay. once a dog goes into that state where he's, you know, basically out of control, fighting for his life, fighting to the death, the only way to, you know, get in, intervene is with something that, you know, like a like a chair. You know, you shove it between both dogs or a piece of wood. If you grab a dog and you try to pull him away from another dog when they're into it, you you could get bitten. You know, so what you want to do is you want to intervene before the dog gets to that state. Now you can drag him away by the leash. But he's not. He's in. He's in such an out of control state. You really can't correct him at that point. It's way too late. You can really see it. That switch. Just it's yes. just oh, in their head. Oh yeah. You can just watch him. You watch him, and you can just look in their eye and see when they're just ready. It's just. It's really weird to see them. Their bodies get tense. Oh. Uh, the, the white of their eyes. You know, their tails go straight up. Their ears are straight up. Their eyes look all white. They perk right up and they get yeah. rigid. And that's when you want to make that correction right then and there. Because if you wait another second, it's going to be too late. Okay. This uh, email comes from Lisa. She says, Alan, I have an eight-year-old female Labrador retriever named Callie. I recently installed laminate flooring in my house, and she's scared to walk on it. Uh-huh. There are times when she likes it a little bit, but there's times where she won't walk across it without a problem. What can I do? 
Well, usually when that happens, it's because something unpleasant happened on the floor. Now, you know how slippery laminate flooring oh, yeah. is. And she might have had carpet before, and the dog has never wa- walked on a slipper- slippery surface. So maybe when she wasn't around, you know, uh, the doorbell rang, or the dog decided to, you know, run across the floor and suddenly couldn't stop and crashed into the wall. Usually something like that happens that causes fear. And so now the dog associates that floor with fear because something unpleasant happened. So you have to be a Again, uh, you know, I, I had a dog that I had the same problem with, and what I did was I would just briskly try to walk the dog through the front of the house in onto the floor, and he would just stop. And so I would just try over and over and over again, not talking, being calm. Eventually, the dog, I earned the dog's trust, and I was able to walk the dog onto the floor, and we just stood there. We didn't, you know, once he went on the floor, we just stood there. And we stood there for about 20 minutes, and every now and then I'd give him a pat on the side of his body. And and he soon started to forget that the floor was fearful and started to associate the floor with pleasantness because I'm giving him a treat and I'm petting him. And it didn't take very long. I, I would say maybe a day. I think it was a day I had him walking across the floor and just forgetting about the fact that he was afraid of it. Because once a dog replaces a positive association with a negative association, you can eliminate fear. Now, it doesn't always happen that quick, and it takes a lot of patience. Like, I had another dog that was afraid of fireworks and or, or and thunder. So that's the kind of thing. It takes a long time to uh, to create a positive association because you have to wait for a thunderstorm. And every time it happens, you just sort of go out there with your dog and stand there. And, and being with a, a, a strong, confident pack leader in a thunderstorm, believe it or not, very pleasurable for a dog. And you're standing there all calm, nothing to be afraid of. And then you start to walk the dog in the rain. And then the dog associates thunder with, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. You know, it's like everything else you do that a dog has a fear of, whether it's riding in a car or it's fireworks or it's thunder or it's anything it is, you have to create a positive association to replace the negative association. And you do it with calm, assertive behavior and not talking. You're not talking. You're just acting calm from the inside out. Mm, Okay, there you go, Lisa. I hope that helps you out. Remember, you can send your email to yourvoice at animalradio.com or ask your questions right from the Animal Radio app. It's a free download from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Kimpton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first hotel company to welcome pet guests, goes way beyond just allowing them to stay. Kimpton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C., and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels. Find us at KimptonHotels.com. And while you're at it, enter your pet's photo in Kimpton's third annual Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewy's.com. When you think of Wall, you naturally think of clippers. But Wall has introduced a wide range of products that promise to streamline bath time and general grooming. 
Wall provides a full line of pet products including clippers and trimmer kits, brushes, shampoos, doggy deodorants, and even odor neutralizers. Wall doesn't just sell these products. Their website also features do-it-yourself information on how to care for your dog's grooming needs at home. Pet owners and professionals alike prefer Wall. Visit wallpet.com or find Wall products at a store near you. D Herbs, home of the full body cleanse, also offers 100% all natural, all herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. Go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Alan, did you have anything for Dr. Debbie today? Yes, you know, I I do have a, a, we'll just get Dr. Debbie excited story, but more than that, I did some in-depth thinking. I did some deep reflection, and I decided, you know, not only am I going to do the Dr. Debbie excitement feature, but I I also thought to myself, why am I breaking my back to please this woman? Why is she not trying to please me? Why is there not a segment called, Will This Get Alan Excited? Why? Why, I ask you, why? Um, I, I guess I've always been chased. I've never done the chasing. Yeah, and therein lies the problem. Therein lies the there, there were two stories. You know, I did I did see the Tiger Hairball story, and I, I thought that was a really cool story, only because if you go on the Internet and see the video, this tiger is very sweet. And all the animal control people are like, he's such a sweet tiger. And the guy who brought him up is petting him. And, and I, I've always been leery of tigers but there was just you know where they'll turn on you because they are wild animals but there's just something about this tiger that was so endearing and i was so happy that they got the hairball out of his out of his body and it kept coming up but anyway uh we all know about what's going on in oklahoma and how tragic that is and also tragic for not only people but their pets and there was a story that I thought was really touching uh, about a deputy from Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office that found a dog known as Susie, and the dog was guarding uh, a deceased person inside a house. Oh, wow. And uh, the officer, you know, thought it was protecting its owner, but it turned out to be a total stranger. The dog was just laying by this stranger. And, uh, you know, they didn't know who the dog belonged to, and they finally, because of Facebook, were able to find the owner of the dog, a woman named Sheila, and she had posted on Facebook, please don't adopt my dog Susie. Uh, She's my brother's dog, and, and, uh, you know, he's not doing well because he's looking for her. So, you know, finally the dog was reunited. But there was also another story I saw about a dog named Captain. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, the dog's owner passed away and the dog was given away and disappeared and they found the dog uh, laying on the grave miles wow. and miles away of its owner, a German Shepherd. And this dog now, uh, the person who adopted the dog, let the cemetery have him because he's been living there for six years and he sleeps on his former master's oh, grave Lord. every oh day. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Wow. You can find it on the Internet. So I thought that would get you excited, Dr. Debbie, because you know I feel, figured that would appeal to the small heart that I know is in there somewhere. Oh, good. Well, you know, I, I'm very I'm just I'm touched that you think so much of me. Yes. <laughs> I think yes, I have I such do. a, yes. a big heart. But you know what? I like that you are switching things up. You're not going for the gore every week. Um, you know, I, no, I'm no. very touched by these kind of stories. I think that is amazing, the the dedication that our pets have to us now and afterlife. So, uh, how do they job. know? They're so smart. I don't understand how they know all of this stuff. I, some dogs are magical. You know, that, and you, you know, some animals are magical. And you know them when you meet them. There's just something special about them. And like I said, it's the energy that comes out of the animal. It's not so much what they do. It's 
that's how they appear and how you feel when you're around them. They're just they're just different. And uh, you know, there was a white German Shepherd when I was a little kid, and this woman. We were all little kids living in the bungalow at the beach in the summertime, you know. And there was about twenty of us. And this woman would say, "The dog's name I cannot remember his name, but he was beautiful." And she would say, "Okay, watch the kids." And we were like three or four year olds, and I can remember this. This dog would not let us go out of his sight. He herded us like we were sheep, <laughs> and nobody was allowed to approach us. I mean, it was it was amazing. He just knew his job was to protect us from strangers and to protect us from traffic. Wow. He knew that cars could hurt you. He knew he knew things a dog shouldn't know. And he he was amazing. He was like a little nanny babysitter that weighed 120 <laughs> pounds. And we could pull his ears and we could pull his tail and we could you know grab his nose and he would just shrug it off and go, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. You know, it was he was a magical dog. Beautiful story. I like that. Yes, I do too. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you think your pet is cute, and of course you do, it's a cute little baby, baby. Enter them in the Kimpton's Hotel Paparazzi Photo Contest and win the ultimate hospitality getaway. We've seen the hotels. It is the ultimate. Your choice of the Kimpton Hotels, the pet-friendliest hotels across America. Enter before July 31st at KimptonPets.com. Debbie, next time we yes. meet, I expect you to have something to get me excited. I, you know, I, don't, I didn't ask for that challenge. A challenge has know. been issued. A cha- oh, I, so you're walking away know. from the challenge. You're walking away I, from I, the I challenge. I don't know that I am expected. Um, chicken, how, is this chicken, in the contract? I, I don't know if, if this is required in my contract. Um, you know what? I, I sense fear. I sense fear. How many names is not going yeah. to help? It's not I going sense to fear. I sense emotional fear and, and withdrawal. I think you're scared to reveal the vulnerable, vulnerable part of yourself to me. That's what I think it is. Hmm. All right. We're, we're going to see about this, Alan. I, I think you are um, trading in some dangerous territory. That's all I'm going to say because I do well, have a scalpel blade, and we have been talking about <laughs> testicles today. So just back just, off. Just to clarify, Dr. Debbie, a slinky going down the steps gets me excited. <laughs> Vlade who? Huh? Oh, stop. <laughs> Alan, if, if, if you're going to become my work husband, then um, it, then my husband's going to have to start paying you for I know, taking I out see. my frustrations. You, you, don't, you don't want any commitments or responsibilities. You don't want the pressure of getting me excited. I understand that. I understand you're afraid. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free to our dream team. The Animal Radio Dream Team includes animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Villani, groomer, dog trainer Alan Groomer, oh boy, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Volani, dog. Can I have some more Nyquil? <laughs> Let's uh, head on over to Lee. Hey Lee, how are you doing? Doing fine, thank you. What's going on? Um, my cat Vinny. Um, he's fourteen years old and he's um, in good health. He's never had any problems, but for the last several years, he um, makes a coughing noise, like he's going to cough up a hairball but nothing ever comes up. And I've had him to the vet twice, and uh, they can't find anything wrong with him. And I even recorded and videoed him doing it, and they just dismissed it as a um, hairball, trying to get a hairball up. But every time I pick him up to bring him in for the patio, to bring him in the house, that's when it starts. It's like, it's like, a, like a choking sound, like a dry okay. cough, but nothing okay. ever comes out. And sometimes, okay. once in a while, he'll do it on his own, just laying there. Okay. So. And uh, has he ever brought up anything, any kind of phlegm, any material? No, never. But when he does his, his um, throw up, when he throws up, he throws up um, like dry, you know, spit, like spit and stuff like that. But it's, when he does this, it, nothing ever comes up. And it lasts for about um, 
probably about 45 seconds. Okay, so what he's doing, is it ever accompanied with him vomiting afterwards, or is it more just no. kind of this coughing? Okay. Just the cough, All right. like a dry cough. Then I'm, I'm going to go on the record here and say it's nonsense for a dog, or sorry, it is nonsense for a cat to be coughing and to be described as um, having hairballs. Hairballs are actually in the stomach. And so mm-hmm. that's the digestive tract. So if we are vomiting up hairballs, that's one thing. But if we're coughing and it's more of a respiratory issue, it, mm-hmm. it's not hairballs. So I, I'm, I'm going to say that's just hooey. Um, so a coughing type problem in a cat, um, definitely there's a lot of different things we look at. Sometimes things like allergic bronchitis or asthma can actually be a very common cause of coughing in cats and um, tends to be sometimes in the bigger cats, sometimes more in the male cats. Um, so that's something that I typically would screen with by a chest x-ray. That might be a suspicion. But um, outside of that, um, in an older kitty, you know, there's there's other things we look at, you know, heart-related diseases, you know, cancer, mm-hmm. right. um, polyps that can occur. Um, but I would say that if this cough has been persistent for that long mm-hmm. um, and it happens mm-hmm. on a regular basis, I would definitely encourage you to get some baseline screening tests. And if your vet thinks it's just hairballs and doesn't want to look at it, I'd say pick up that phone and see another veterinarian because um, for me uh, in, in my office, mm-hmm. that would be something I would definitely look at. Right. I, I understand because... Um he eats very well. He's a he's a very thin cat, but that's we call him Skinny Vinny. But that's his nature, and he has a very good appetite. So mm-hmm. um, I agree with you. I was kind of upset when he charged me like fifty five dollars and said it's hairballs. Goodbye. Yeah. And that was it. So I'll uh, I'll try. There is another senior vet at at the office that I use, and um, I'll um, the first time I brought him to him. Um, Vinny doesn't like to go to the vet, and he basically went crazy hissing and, and, and bit the doctor. So the doctor oh, gosh. Said, get him out of here. He was funny. He said, get him out of here. Get him out. So then I brought him to the younger doctor, and he's a little calmer. So I'll take him back to the doctor, my doctor, uh, the you know, the senior doctor, again, mm-hmm. and take your suggestion. Yeah, definitely. And especially if, you know, if he's a bit lean, um, there's other issues going on. You know, in an older kitty, you know, to be mm-hmm. proactive for your pet's health, I think that that is the greatest thing that we can do for our pets because they don't talk. And, you know, the symptoms mm-hmm. are right. a lot harder to relay because, you know, if, if a cat has a headache, how do we know? They don't yeah. complain. They don't say, give me an Advil. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. very hard and some of these things can be very subtle. So, um, you know, it might take, you know, doing some x-rays or even some basic lab work to get a, get a starting mm-hmm. point there. Okay, I'll give it a try. Thank you for your advice. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Good luck, Wade. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Natural goodness for your pet. No grains, no fillers. All good stuff. No antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. And they have the brand new intro pack. Cute little intro packs. I'll show you a picture of them right there. You can get these little packages to check to make sure your dog likes these. Yeah, what a great way for them to sample the different flavors. Comes in phenomenal pheasant dinner, duck duck goose, Stella's super beef, simply venison, and Chewy's chicken. All good stuff. I encourage you to check it out and try one of the little sample packs to see if your dog likes it. I'm sure they will. I haven't seen a dog yet that has turned their nose up to Stella and Chewy's. Not to even the most finicky dogs. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. 
Log on, learn more. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a technology that's been used by the military, and now it's available to civilian police departments. Because of the cost, though, a Massachusetts Plymouth County Sheriff's Department is the only agency in New England who's using this camera that's mounted on a dog wearing a bulletproof vest. The dogs are in the line of fire, and Ken Ballinger of the Sheriff's Department says, well, nobody wants a dog's harm. The risk is outweighed by the benefit. All of us are dog lovers. That's why we do what we do. We treat our dogs like our children. They're parts of our family. The goal is to get cameras positioned regionally so the technology will be available to more police departments. Well, frozen yogurt makers in Germany are hoping their salmon and beef-flavored concoctions are going to be a hit. But the task shouldn't be as difficult as it sounds since the frozen treat is marketed for dogs. You know, we talked about ice cream just a few weeks ago. This is yogurt. This is better. It's half the fat. Twin brothers Roman and Rule Crone say they first got the idea for what became cold and dog frozen yogurt when they were kids. Their grandma said feeding dogs regular ice cream could be deadly. So they eventually came up with a lactose-free formula that's perfect for dogs. Roman and Rule say they've tried all the different flavors themselves, but also shared it with their dog, Charlie, just to make sure it was canine approved. People in Sweden don't usually have to worry about elephant damage to their property, yet the Enochsen family in Varnamo ran into that exact problem this weekend when a group of escaped circus Indian elephants were caught wandering around their yard. Oh, look, it's, it's not just a stray dog, it's a stray elephant. 
One of the giant pachyderms even started crashing into the side of their house before they all made their way into a nearby field. The Enochsons called police, who in turn called the circus, to see what was being done about the elephant problem. The circus reportedly gained control of the animals, although it's unclear exactly how they got away for their stroll. Scientists are using a digital age test to determine how intelligent pigeons are. Now, according to Fizz.org, the psychologists at the University of Iowa proved that the birds are able to use problem-solving skills to make intelligent choices. Using touchscreen computers, the scientists had the pigeons peck at buttons on the screens to move a virtual bowl of food towards them. After a number of correct pecks, the pigeons were rewarded with real food. That's like, you know, the uh, Pavlov theory. Apparently, the pigeons were able to make correct choices between 74% and 90% of the times. While the tests show that pigeons are smarter than once thought, Edward Wasserman, who led the study, says they also proved the power of their digital tests. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What do- Dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding. Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. Is it red? Yes, it's very red. Let the the doctor look at it. Okay, Judy, you don't know. I don't do people, man. I I refuse to work on people. That's where I draw the line. People are gross. Animals are so much cleaner. Well, I agree with that. I really don't have insurance, and I really can't go to the doctor to get any medicine for this. Is the NyQuil going to be fine for me? Will you just bark? 
Burp, burp. Okay. As long as you don't take my temperature or try try anything with my anal glands. Dr. Debbie, he's not he's not fixed. That's that's inappropriate. Uh, that's the problem. I always uh, say when we have anything going wrong, a lot of times there's just two things hanging in a dog's uh, back legs that cause a problem. <laughs> Pretty much the same with humans, too. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com, providing better solutions for better health. And uh, I'm looking down at my clone. I started this three weeks ago in this Petri dish here. I put a little DNA, and I, I was inspired by the story about the goat that got cloned and the dogs that were cloned, and I wanted to clone a little bit of myself. Why? And, I don't really know how this is done because, what do you mean why? You especially should know you're working three or four jobs at once. Well, it doesn't matter. One en- one is, of you is enough. I don't need two. Yeah, what, if, what if the clone is like evil Hal? You oh, know? the evil Hal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think oh, about that. But what that. if he's a good Hal? What if we like him better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. What if his head is attached to his hip or something, like you know, like a bad beam down on Star Trek? How long will this take, Doctor? This is, what, the fourth week now? There's a little bit of mold growing. I don't know that. I, it looks a little bit like me, but I don't know that we have a clone yet. Uh, I don't know. I thought we were growing meat. Weren't we growing meat the other day? Yeah, this was... Uh, that's where it's That's what I am. Meat. Meat with eyes, pretty much. Oh, I think we were growing, like, hamburgers or steaks. Wasn't that what we were covering the other week? Yeah, this would be cool, though. Yes, what would if, be cool? If the clone grows up and then you have, like, a ventriloquist act and the clone sits on your lap. That's a good idea. I'd have a new career. That's oh, for sure. Boy. Okay, let's move on. Uh, we're answering your questions at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Doctor Debbie. Your vet questions and some medical questions, you know, sore throats, things like goiters. A uh, dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joy Turner. She's she's shaking her no- head no violently. She won't answer anything about your goiter. Uh, only your animals. No. It's, isn't it like a growth on... Never mind. Yeah. Is that like an impacted girdle? Is that what it is, a goiter? It's when you have this huge growth that just doesn't belong on you, like 77 pounds of fat that didn't belong on this dachshund we've been talking about. Of course, last week was our fat, fat show, and it was fat, wasn't it? Fat and all that. Yes, it was. We, we, we expected to have Obi's uh, guardian on, and she couldn't make it, and uh, that was disappointing because uh, we had really teased it in the newspapers and the press. It was all over Good Morning America. No, it wasn't. It, but let's just say, hypothetically, it could have been. So we made sure that this week she's on the phone with us, and we welcome Nora Veneta to the uh, airwaves. How are you doing today, Nora? Good, thank you. Now, this uh, dog we've been talking about, Obi, a dachshund, weighed 77 pounds. Jeez. I guess we'll start from the very beginning. How does a dog get that big? Well, kind of hard to believe, but I've I think he was fed people food for probably his entire life. Okay. So the first six years of his life, he was fed people food. And his owner, what, his owner wanted to get rid of him, apparently, because she weighed too much? Well, they were elderly, and they were just not in a position to care for him properly. So a relative of theirs stepped in and kind of convinced them to relinquish him. And then you got Obi on this diet, which... He lost a lot of weight, 40 pounds in eight months. How did you do that? Which is, For a human, that's pretty good. How did you do that? Well, I put him on a prescription veterinary weight loss diet, and I just kind of estimated that he would need about 500 calories a day. And I knew he was probably used to eating a lot, like not on a scheduled basis. So I fed him four times a day, a half a cup, and he just gradually started losing weight. And that to be the proper 
calories for him. What about exercise? Did he do any exercise? Um, Could he? No, not really. Uh, just he wasn't able to move much when I first got him. So wow. Yeah, my other two dogs would interact with him, and I think they kind of started stimulating his activity, and then he gradually just got into their routine. So hmm. for the first, oh, you know, several months, his only exercise was kind of going back and forth between from one end of the house to the other end of the house and then out into the backyard. Hmm. You, did you anticipate the one big problem when he loses all this weight, and that was that he'd have still 77 pounds worth of skin around him? <laughs> Not that it weighed 77 pounds, but he had a lot of skin right. left over, right? Yeah, and, you know, his breed made it extra difficult because his legs are so short that there was no way that skin was ever going to tighten up to where it wouldn't drag on the ground. Uh-huh. So, And it did impede the movement of his little front legs. So, so you had it removed, right? You surgically yep. removed Cosmetic yep. surgery. Yeah, tummy tummy tuck. Tuck. yeah. Have you ever done that, Dr. Debbie? Have you ever done a tummy tuck? You know, I have not done that. I've definitely removed skin that hang, hung in weird places, sometimes from big tumors being removed. And But, you know, the pictures of OB before, I don't know that we can really over the radio describe how <laughs> this little guy with these short legs, his his fat on his chest, I've seen the pictures, They it, just hard for imagine for his little legs to even be able to move. He had no clearance. Mm. So, yeah. you know, all that skin, my gosh. So I'm so proud of you guys for getting this guy slimmed down and, um, you know, getting that skin taken care of so he can have a good life. Well, the surgery is just, just approached as a kind of a mass removal. That's the way we approach the area. Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. show... a. Before picture and after picture, I'll hold it up to the microphone so people can see. No, I'll put it over at the website at animalradio.com so you can see this amazing thing. The story takes an interesting twist. I thought that would be the end of the story. But it's actually just the beginning of the story. I understand there is a custody battle now. And I, I don't know if it's bitter or not, but you could tell me what is going on. The custody battle ended in January, but it lasted for four months. Okay, what was that about? So, um, well, I found out about OB because the local docs and rescue shared the plea for help from that family member that was trying to get him out of that situation. And I just read the plea for help, and I said that I could help him if somebody brought him to me. So another person volunteered to bring him to me, and I thought that was yay, end of the story. But later, about, well, I got him the end of August and the middle of October, the same Oregon Docs and Rescue came. Uh, they served his court paper saying that he was actually theirs. So, oh, wow. That, that was the beginning of the lawsuit. Now, did they suddenly want him because he was a star? Um, I think so, yeah. 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 They expressed they, no they interest they in him before, and then all of a sudden they wanted him. Did that cost you a little bit of cash? It did. Lawyer's fees, right? Oh, yeah. How much? A lot. Uh, OB had donations coming in through his site to pay specifically for legal fees, so it was all covered by his um, supporters. Mm. Tens of thousands. So you've got that covered. You don't need to raise any more money for legal fees? No. Okay. Uh, The uh, Facebook page, is it still up? It is. Okay, and that is um, Facebook.com. Is, is it the Biggest Loser Doxy Edition Facebook page? Biggest Loser Doxy Edition. Okay, we're going to put a link to that over at AnimalRadio.com if you want to, if anybody driving along wants to check it out. Uh, go give Obi a big old hug from all of us. I will. You, you did good work there. We're so proud. It's an inspirational story. And a lot of, cool. A lot of our animals are overweight, 
And uh, as we learned last week, you know, maybe even three out of four. He's inspired a lot of people to Good. get their pets in shape and even get themselves in shape. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm inspired for myself to lose some weight. What about you, Alan? You want to join... Yeah. Join me. We can well, lose a little bit of I, I weight. I think I'm in good shape, pal. I mean, I don't know what you're looking at, buddy, but I'm pretty happy with what I see. Let's head back to the phones at one 405 8405 And Leanne, how are you doing, Leanne? Good. How are you? I'm a little cold. But you're on the other side of the phone. And <laughs> you won't get it. Okay. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie here. Can I help you? Because he surely can't. <laughs> Okay, yes, I had a question. I have a cat that I've had for four years. She is continually, like, clawing me. She doesn't really, like, like me, and she likes my husband, but she won't really have much to do with me. Okay. I mean, I have scars all over me where she's... She'll just all of a sudden run up and claw me and take off running. And uh, what it, is there any difference in how he interacts with her as far as, you know, who feeds her? Who is anyone handling her, picking her up? No, I do everything. I feed her. He, he works out of town. And she's, she'll jump up with him and let him pet her all over. And she'll even come to me and let me pet her like twice, and then she'll just claw me and run off. All right. Well, some kitties um, are kind of what I would call aloof in general, and then some can be downright aggressive at times and and some of this will will fall back to individual personalities and um for many cats that are this way the first thing i'll ask people is how do you feel about another cat one with a similar personality because the worst thing you could do is bring in a very laid-back low-key cat into the situation but in many times cats will act out with this kind of behavior when they're bored they're looking for attention they get you to yell say hey um and and they've won already at that point so you've already rewarded the behavior so cats are so sneaky when it comes to these things that we have to kind of look at what their motivation is and how we're responding when they do these things. So she doesn't sound like a kitty that's going to be a snuggler kitty. And um, I would definitely, with her, not even really push the physical contact issue with her. So um, she wouldn't be a cat. I'd really um, get into a whole petting or trying to hold her unless we had some really good rewards for her, um, something that she could do it on her terms and be feel like she could get away without any fear. Um, so that's the big thing. And, and to use really food and treats as your reward for her. So if you feed her and you just put the food down, that's great. But um, she's not looking to you really as any kind of a source. So um, I would ask you to try to feed her smaller amounts. And um, sometimes this is where we pulled out canned food and to have you present that to her and um, to just talk to her. Don't um, initiate a lot of physical contact. Don't approach her. Sometimes not even to make eye contact contact and to just kind of uh, either sit there quietly or to talk in a soothing voice and to read her body language. You know, if you are around and her ears are back, her tail is swishing back low and she's looking agitated, to step back a little bit because otherwise we could push this gal over the edge and she's going to kind of lash out at you. So that's really with the difference with cat behavior and dog behavior is, is they usually give us some hints on what their brain uh, waves are like um, by the their physical um, actions beforehand. So that's the big thing. And then I would um, see about using some um, pheromones in the home, uh, little plug-ins that release the calming cat hormone that can help to make um, cats with a lot of anxiety problems um, or behavioral problems. It kind of helps them kind of feel a little bit more relaxed in their surroundings. And that's a good non-medicine way to go. 
and then uh, the option of getting the other kitty might be a really valid one um, that can help to keep her entertained and to um, you know, give her an outlet, um, someone else to run and play with and in a more cat-appropriate way. Um, if you did that, I would just ask you to make sure you get a, a young, preferably a kitten, because the last thing we want to do is bring in a mature cat that she's going to have potentially more issues with um, in accepting into the home. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. 1-866-405-8405. Wow. <laughs> Look at all the colors. to reach out to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. I apologize a little bit of NyQuil in the system today. Uh, NyQuil Martini that uh, Joey, the Sopranos guy, just made. I almost forgot his name. Stacy, what are you working on? I don't know about you, but whenever I've lost something, I just wish I had somebody who could telepathically tell me where it is. Well, somebody lost their horse, and an animal communicator was able to tell them exactly where it was. What do you know? Pretty bizarre. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. This is just in a day's work for animal communicator Joey Turner. Let's go to Leslie. Hey, Leslie, how are you doing? Good. What's going on with your pet today? Well, it's not It's my pet that I'm calling about. It's uh, needed to get some assistance with a neighbor of ours. The bachelor, never been married, uh, probably approaching 70 years old, finding great um, entertainment and joy in buying uh, kibble and leaving it out for the skunks and the raccoons, and we're in the neighborhood. <sighs> oh. Wow. And, wow. and um, I have tried to convince him. I've told him the statistics that have epidemic skunk population in our county, that they carry rabies, um, the raccoons, feces. You know, can be a problem for pets and people. He has cats, indoor, outdoor cats, um, but he just gets this fascination. Um, he's named the little skunks and their babies that they bring around each night, you know, just when it's starting to turn dark. And uh, we're smelling skunks all the time, spraying, you know, outside, and we've got two dogs that we let out at night in our yard. And uh, I, I just wondered if you have any suggestions about what we could say that might get through to this man that just thinks that there's no harm in feeding the wildlife. Yeah. Wow. For a minute, I thought you were going to ask me some medical questions about a 70-year-old man, and I thought, gosh, this this show is crazy. Everyone's asking for human medical advice. I'm just trying to give you the full picture. You know, he's lonely. Um, He doesn't have a lot of friends, and these animals are his friends. And he gotcha. thinks it's very entertaining to see them come to his back door each evening. To uh, Sometimes the raccoons and skunks are even there together. But I think the skunks usually come first and the raccoons kind of keep their distance. And then the raccoons come and eat when the skunks are finished. And it's a, it's a nightly um, regimen that goes on there. And he tells my husband about it. doesn't mention it to me too much because he knows that uh, I usually give him some Slack about it, but I and nothing has worked. So I thought, you know what? Maybe somebody at Animal Radio 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless you. Right direction, and I don't oh. know what to do. It's, oh. Yeah, well, and it's definitely a, a huge concern because as long as he's feeding these critters, they're going to keep coming back, and, and that's yeah. going to pose, you know, all the risks that you've mentioned. Absolutely. So um, we really need to work at it. So I would kind of feel like sometimes working with folks with animals and some of our attachments to animals, even wildlife, it sometimes kind of borders on psychology here. So um, I'm not a psychologist, so. I'll premise that by saying that, um, you know, I know animals, I don't know people, but I can tell you that sometimes that attachment to animals can be so extreme that even sensible information just is just dismissed. Right. Um, so all your good advice may not um, ever sink into his head. So a couple directions that I can tell you that I've used for folks in similar situations, sometimes more in like the hoarding situations, um, one is to get the local, um, either the wildlife department or animal control involved. Sometimes someone with a badge coming up and saying, hey, we're having a problem with wildlife. Um, there are children in the area. This risk is established. They can throw statistics at him. That might be one thing you could do. The other, um, sometimes looking for a substitute, um, almost like a surrogate animal. So he's already got cats that he feeds. Um, but if he likes little critters that run around, um, you know, perhaps it's a barter system, maybe a family member or a friend of his, we can work with them to say, hey, why don't we get you something cool? You know, maybe um, I'll spring for a guinea pig. If you want to have something to feed and yeah. to adore and to pet um, that's cute and has got little beady eyes, <laughs> um, then, you know, maybe that might be a way of kind okay. of trying to find um, a replacement because there really is a psychological kind of um, need for a lot of this behavior for some people if they're not, um, you know, responding to kind of what would seem like rational information so in in the meantime i would have to ask are, are the critters becoming a problem on your property or is it just you're just being well, proactive um we've tried to plug up all the holes on our property in the fence area where we let our dogs out because years ago we had a problem with skunks coming on and we realized they are good diggers and so we've tried to put um, pieces of broken concrete or stepping stones or things that they can't dig under and we've put uh, chicken wire up in places, and we have a pretty good protection, but um, they certainly go right past our bed window um, mm-hmm. on the other side of the house and give off a good spray, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And mm. we know yeah. the population is, uh, yeah, they might as well be spraying in our bedroom because it's wow, it's bad. And um, we know the population is increasing. He's encouraging that because he's, he's encouraging them to not be afraid of people. Yeah, yeah. And he's also encouraging them to have more litters because food is plentiful. Yeah. And, you, you know, the things you can do in your yard, um, definitely making things, areas inaccessible. I, I like that you're doing that with either wiring, wire fence or blocks. Um, but, you know, these guys generally, they're, most of them are active at night. So mm-hmm. ways you can make it less appealing for them at night would be to put a motion activated, um, backyard, um, like a halogen light out there. We so, have that. um, so that would go off. And, and yeah. really, I mean, I'm talking like intense lights. So you might have to get oh. multiple fixtures, things like that, or even the motion-activated uh, sprinkler systems that go off when a critter kind of breaches the electronic eye. Right. Those might be things that you can do. And, and then sometimes, um, you know, just the um, using ammonia um, environmentally kind of in some areas that can kind of keep these guys away. So, okay. uh, you know, you can try that. But, yeah, you might have to get some other wildlife uh, authorities involved to really... Really-
really kind of have an intervention with this gentleman next door. Yeah. My best wishes to you there. That That is a daunting challenge, Leslie. For your suggestion. I appreciate it. And if worse comes to worse, we can send Joey Volani over there. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take oh, care of it. Talk to him. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you for listening. And most of all, thank you for thinking we'd have an answer. Because right. usually we do. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. one 405 8405 Kind of a tough problem she's dealing with there. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sorry. The NyQuil's taking effect. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet. And their home pet products. Pet grooming can be easy and pain-free with Wall's extensive line of grooming products, which includes everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. Visit wallpet.com to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started with Joey Volani, the dog father, right now. What's going on? Hey, I want to talk. You know what? We always talk about products like shampoos, conditioners, sprays. And I always say that if your dog isn't nutritionally sound or cat, you're not going to have beautiful coat. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes internally you have to work with your pet a little bit in order to build a nice, beautiful coat, which a lot of people get obsessed on. You get some of these people that have the Shih Tzus, Maltese's, and these long-coated dogs, and they just want this beautiful, shiny coat, along with even labs, anything, any dog. Um, but sometimes they need a little bit more. And in most cases, or in a lot of cases, if you've done everything else, if you got a, your dog is on, on a good food, if um, you are um, using good products, you're brushing, combing, you're doing everything, and you still can't get a really good coat, well, sometimes that means that maybe your pet is lacking protein in its diet. And there's a few really, really easy remedies that you can do to, um, to, to hopefully um, try and, and change it. First thing, what we want to do is we want to add protein, but we don't want to add too much because if you add too much too quick, what's going to end up happening is is you're going to have a mess coming out the other end. We don't we don't, we don't want, want that, that to happen. Nope. No, exactly. So the first thing and the easiest thing is um, you could start with one raw egg a day, okay, up to two raw eggs depending on the size of your dog. I mean, if you have a dog that's seventy five pounds. And over, you can go with two. Are we are we pounds. eating these or are we putting them on the dog? I don't hold get on. that. Hold on, you got okay. it. You got it. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. Just you got it. Okay. You got to give me a little time here. <laughs> you know, I got a script here. Now. Um, you got to put it in their food, and okay. um, what, whether it's dry or whether it's moist. Now, the key is is whatever they don't eat, you got to pick it up and throw it away because what you don't want to do is leave it there and then it spoils and then you know you have other problems. And the raw egg um, a day, you should notice a difference within a two to three week period. If you're not noticing any difference, then what you can do is is is, is you could try cod liver oil as well because sometimes protein with a little bit of oil will help. Now, one thing I want to say about the raw egg and what people generally are afraid of is E. coli. Yeah. Now, your pet or your dog, I should say, has a digestive tract that is not very conducive for getting E. coli, but it can pass it real easy. So what I mean is your dog may not get sick, but your dog kissing you could get you sick. Dogs um, do carry it and can spread it to you, even though they don't show the signs. So you want to be careful of that. So if that makes you a little bit nervous, 
cod liver oil works um, really well. Um, and what you can do is, for a small dog, go to a half of a teaspoon, okay? Mm-hmm. For a dog that's um, 75 pounds and over, you can do a teaspoon up to two teaspoons. But I would say start it slow, because especially with the oils. The oils could bring diarrhea on, you know, pretty quickly. One thing you don't want to do is don't force the issue. If they don't want to eat it, if they ate the food before and you put the supplements in there and they're not eating it, you know what? You could try it, but if, if they're real finicky and they don't eat their food, don't force it for two reasons. Pet's body as long with ours, but they have a little bit more sense to know what their body needs, okay? So if they don't want it, means they may not need it. Mm. Or you may have a dog that scoffs it right down and that either can mean you got a dog that's a glutton or you have a dog that um that really needs it um you'll notice like i said a difference within two to three weeks you should start seeing shinier coat and you also may see increased and i'm going to say this increased shedding now that's a good sign but that's a good sign because what that means is that the dog is shedding away old coat even a cat is shedding away old coat or old fur Okay, for new healthy coat to come in. So once they shed out that um, initial um, heavy shedding, it should reduce some um, significantly. And you can help it by brushing and combing it, help it out. Now, if your dog starts to get like a fishy odor to him, because sometimes that'll happen, that means it's too much protein. Uh. Okay, so you want to back off on, 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 on what you're using. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani's on Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Good thing you're on that side of the radio. I have a little bit of a contagious cold, and I'm sure we'll all have it next week. Well, thank you, Al. And I've just taken some NyQuil, so... This show is going to kick butt. I'll tell you that right now. responsible for anything you say today, right? We have NASCAR's Corey Joyce will be joining us. He's the guy that was on last year, right? Yes, we have talked to him before. Oh, well, this is cool. I can't wait to talk to him again because I see that he's even more involved than he was last year with the animals. I guess he has problems with his car. Yeah. Something's wrong with his uh, car? Yeah, I don't think he's currently racing. Ooh, we'll have to find out what that's all about. Probably has 10,000 women um, throwing themselves at him. Oh, yeah. Talking about uh, Corey Joyce, NASCAR's Corey Joyce, who will be joining us I'm over here texting with him. And he has to be, you know, he has to be focused. I mean, you're 20 years old and you got to concentrate. You know, there's so many people depending on you, your pit crew, your sponsors, the people who take care of your car. And then, you know, all these women are surrounding you and you're 20. I mean, you got to really be focused to to be able to pull that off. All right. Now he's focused on texting me. You know what? What? Not with the texting of the celebrities that we have on the show. (laughs) Stacy, what are you working on? Everybody's got a camera on them. Even the police department, sure. uh, they have those little cameras on their dashboards now. So if they pull you over and you, you know, want to take a swat at them and say you weren't, you weren't speeding when you really were, they're going to film you doing that. And police dogs now are carrying cameras. They're positioned on their bulletproof vests. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, I cannot wow. wait to find out about that. A lot of dogs' butts in that video. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go to the phones here. Judy just uh, got a brand new listener. What's his name? Do you have his name? Larry? 
Larry, okay, brand new listener. We've been around, what, almost 13 years now? I people know. Are, people are still just now finding us. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, to my left is Joey. He has the, uh, well, he looks like he's straight out of the Sopranos. Let's put it that way. Alan, to my right today, he's wearing an I'm with stupid shirt. And uh, Debbie. He's alone. Yes. <laughs> the arrow's actually pointing up. Pointing up. <laughs> pointing up. And uh, Debbie is uh, has a Pepsi One IV. And um, she lives on that. You know, she's in the office all the time. And poor Hal's just... I'm just on night NyQuil today. And then, of course, uh, Joy Turner. She knows exactly what you're thinking right now. Pretty scary, huh? <laughs> if you want to talk to the Dream Team, one 405 8405 I need Brandon to cheer me up. Brandon, I hope you're going to cheer me up. <laughs> How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from? Um, right now, we're, we're on the road from coming from washington with my grandpa do you have your dog with you yeah that's fine oh yeah what's going on with your dog i have the doctor right here no it's a cat oh it's a cat so what's going uh, on there brandon my cat was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism like two years ago okay and like is there any thing to be able to do for that they told me that i could get medication that i'd have to give to him uh-huh, like every yeah. month would be mm-hmm. like 50 some bucks yeah, so if your kitty was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, what basically that means is that the thyroid gland is producing too much of its hormone, and that causes the body's metabolism to go into overdrive. So cats with hyperthyroidism tend to eat crazily. They have a strong appetite, but they lose weight. They might vomit. They might have a lot of thirst and urination and untreated it it will be fatal from the consequences of the high thyroid hormone uh, the heart disease that sets in or the other complications so yes this absolutely needs to be treated and the good thing is there are various options to treat pets with thyroid disease depending on your cat's situation and your you know honestly your financial situation so the the preferred way to treat a cat with a high thyroid is uh, it's a type of radioactive iodine treatment that basically basically destroys the abnormal tumor um, that produces this, and it spares all the healthy tissue. So that's very nice. It's very targeted. It tends to be pretty expensive, though, and it may not be available in all parts of the country, depending on where you're at. But that is usually my first recommendation. But in my area, it's usually about $1,000 starting price. So um, it's definitely not the first line or the most realistic for everyone. Um, but yes, the other options that we tend to go with um, would be a little bit on the cheaper side can be medication. Um, and medication, um, generally maybe 50 bucks a month sounds realistic. There is some monitoring that has to be done with that. So some blood levels have to be drawn to make sure we're giving enough and not too much of this medicine. And also to watch for side effects because the medicine for a high thyroid um, condition can sometimes have some liver consequences. And some cats just can't tolerate it. They, they'll just have vomiting, diarrhea. They don't, they don't do well on it. Um, that medicine can be in a pill, a liquid, and there's even a form you can apply to the skin on the ears and that can be a nice um, alternative for some folks that just you know, their cat's not the easiest to medicate so that might be a thought um, and, and then even um, even more recently the new way to even address thyroid problems in cats is a special diet made by science diet it's a prescription diet called YD and what's really cool about this food is it is a super super low in iodine and that helps to kind of if you look at it reverse the thyroid condition 
And there are some cats that I have that are managed without medicine solely on eating this diet and nothing but this diet. And that's the hard thing for many folks is the cats have to eat it. You can't give treats. You can't give other brands. They can't get into the other cat's food. Um, but that can be a nice way. And, and it's still an economical way to try to manage this condition. Okay. Like, where can I find that science diet at? Would that be a Walmart or something? Never, 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 never. This is a, um, this is a medication in a kibble format. So you are not going to find a med- or food like this anywhere, um, on the market, on any shelf outside of your veterinary office. And the reason is because it could be very dangerous if it's given to a pet that doesn't have this condition. So what you're going to need to do is work with your veterinarian. Tell them what kind of, you know, finances, what your goals are, what you're prepared to do for your kitty. And between your vet and yourself, you can come up with what option might be the best, whether it's the food or the medication route or the, you know, the iodine treatment. Let us know how that goes and and how your uh, treatment uh, turns out for your kitty. And we wish you the best luck, Brandon. Thanks for calling. 1-866-405-8405. That's toll free. It doesn't cost you a penny. Joey just walked into the studio. He's carrying all kinds of goodies in there. What do you got in your hands, big guy? I got a clipper from Wall. Oh, that's a lithium a- ion 12 piece grooming kit, which is very, very cool here. Um, you know, and I've used this a few times. Last year when we had the other one, this one's super light. Um, I guess because of the battery itself. It's a new battery it this has, year. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know what? It's fearless. Feel how light it is. Hold on. I'll Holy. throw it to you. Catch. Okay. Explain oh, this to okay. me. I don't know. What, what does lithium ion mean? Well, you know, like the battery that's in your phone. Right. That's a lithium ion battery. They're oh, it is. Smaller, lighter batteries and they last a lot longer. Oh. I can't believe I knew that stuff, Joey. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty. You, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But you know, it has everything that if, if you wanted to give your dog a quick haircut, um, it has everything in it that you need. It has four comb attachments to give you different lengths of the, of the coat. Um, it has a comb. It has a scissor. It has a um, a blade guard to keep your your blade good. You know what? This cordless clipper you could take it anywhere with you, so it, it's very convenient. The other thing is it's powerful. I've actually used it in the salon, and it, um, it's as powerful as the professional clipper that I use. Let's go ahead and give away one right now. A lithium ion rechargeable pet clipper from Wall, as well as the no rinse waterless shampoo and the odor neutralizer and the oatmeal shampoo. We're going to give away to you looking down at the radio right now. How would you like a clipper? 1-866-405-8405. If you have the pleasure of working in a shelter or somewhere that adopts animals out and you need to make them look really nice also give me a call i'll get you one of these clippers too so you can make them look great and get them adopted thanks wall this is animal radio ladies when was the last time you were happy with your body if you're like most women it was before you turned 40 that's because age 40 is when hormonal imbalance starts causing symptoms like hot flashes sleeplessness low energy irritability and lack of sexual desire it's not your fault and you don't have to let these symptoms reduce your quality of life anymore because now we have amberin amberin is clinically shown to balance hormones and relieve the uncomfortable symptoms of menopause safely and effectively in fact amberin is so powerful we promise You'll love your body again. Right now, you can receive a guaranteed risk-free trial of Ambrin with a 30-day supply free. Call now and we'll send it to you today. 1-800-586-6065. And when you call right now, you'll also receive our amazing weight loss program for women over 40 absolutely free. But you have to call now at 1-800-586-6065. 
That's 1-800-586-6065. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio. That's it. That's it? That's all you have to say. You know what? I'll tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll apologize right now. I'm a little bit under the influence of NyQuil. See how... Judy. That's where I think you're, you're dyslexic. You're supposed to take the day quill during the day and the night quill at night. Oh, they make stuff for the daytime? Yes. Oh, night quill is that. for nighttime. You oh, make he knows that. And he's not even sick. That's 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 <laughs> the crazy part. <laughs> yeah. Not sick. He puts it on his french fries. Hey, listen, I'm looking down at my clone here, which I started, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, about three weeks ago. I that th- looks pretty nasty. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's starting to look more like me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's the fuzz that just matches the hair. I yeah. think it's the, you know, the hair that's growing on the... Um, well, whatever you want to call it. Petri he, dish, yeah. He wishes he had that much hair on his head. <laughs> okay, guys, you just wait. It only takes, what, five, six weeks? And then, clone, poof, suddenly I will not be here. Someone else will be hosting the show, but it will be me. Uh, As I look at your clone, it's not hard for me to finally understand why your parents would move frequently without leaving a forwarding address. <laughs> okay, let's see. We're going to answer some phone calls. So this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall Home Pet Products. You know, pet grooming can be easy. It can be pain-free with Wall's extensive line of grooming products. It includes everything from clippers to brushes to shampoos. Pet owners and pet professionals prefer Wall. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L, pet.com to get started. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Good. How about you? Doing well. What's up? Oh, it's great talking to you guys. Listen, I really enjoy your show in the afternoons. I'm a truck driver, and I go all over the country. And I, it's a it's a good compliment from uh, Bill Handel on the Lord, and I listen to you guys, and it's great entertainment. I sure appreciate you guys. Well, we appreciate you listening. And I got a I got a question. Uh, not too long ago, about um, uh, two months ago, when I was home on uh, my home time. My wife and I, we adopted a, 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 a pit bull terrier mix. Well, we saved uh, the Watermelon Mountain Ranch where we live. And uh, we have two other dogs. Well, one Australian Shepherd mix. Another one is Australian cattle. Uh, uh, he's a big dog. I love my babies. They, they're my sons. Oh, God, I love them. <laughs> and, and, and the pit bull mix terrier, we call him Coco. We house train him. We thought we house train him. He does great. And um, every when we leave the door open, he goes and sometimes he gets I don't know. He goes and goes to the bathroom in the dining room all the time. And this, uh, my wife says he did it again this morning, and he does good for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden he does it again. Do you have any suggestion what we could do? Well, Mike, I'm so glad you called, buddy. You're such a cool guy. You're really a sweet man. And, and you know, 
it's so funny how humans interact with their dogs. You know, humans will spend a lot of time researching a car, but when they buy a dog or they bring home a dog, especially when they have other dogs, they do very little research and educating of themselves to understand how dogs uh, act and behave. And dogs and animals in general, people, we all have a universal language. We read one another's energy and emotions. And humans also can do it, but most humans let it fall by the wayside. It kind of lies dormant. So if you're displeased with your dog, your dog's going to know when you come in the room because your dog feels that energy, feels that that you're displeased, feels the anger. But the dog doesn't understand the reason you're displeased. He doesn't know that you're mad because he peed or because he chewed. It's up to you to teach him these things. And the only way to teach a dog when you say, I love them, they're my babies, that's what's holding you back, my friend. I understand how much you love your dogs. I do. And you can display that, that wonderful emotion. But it has to be at the right time in the right way that your dog will understand. When your dog pees in the house, usually it's because he's marking territory and because he doesn't feel his owner is a strong pack leader. His owner's not dominant. His owner's not a good leader strong enough to protect him in the pack. So he assumes that position and marks territory in the house to let other dogs know, hey, this is my territory. I live here. I'm in charge. Really? So, yeah, yes, the other, You know, we have the other dogs. I mean, we house train them. You want to laugh. You know how I house train them? I don't know if uh, you'll get a kick out of it. I go, we go, we live in a desert. I live in a back. Uh, we got rocks. It was zero skate backyard, right? Yeah. And we've yep. got the first dog, uh, Max's name is. I went out there and I took a leak outside and I showed Max, this is what you got to do. And he picked it up right away because he's a strong <laughs> shepherd mix. And the other one, Puff watched Max, but this one, he does good for a couple of days, and you're right. You hit him right on the nail. I mean, I get mad at him, and then I, I said, well, you're going to get punished, and then as soon as I see his face, my knees buckle. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, know, see, buddy, he doesn't know why you're mad at him. Unless you, yeah. catch, him in the, unless you catch him at the exact moment that he's doing it. And, and let me tell you, don't be mad. Make a correction. The most valuable thing that any person listening to the radio right now can learn is how to teach their dog what they want. How do you communicate to a dog what you want? Now, I'll, you'll talk to people on the street that will swear up and down. I meet them every day. My dog understands English. He knows exactly what I'm saying. Well, no, he doesn't. You know, he can learn a couple of words. Dogs can learn up to 200 words if they're really smart. But when you, you know, speak complex English to a dog, you, you you might as well be talking to a plant. They have no idea what you're saying. You know, it's yeah. all done with your body and your action. So if you put a leash around your dog's neck with a little choker chain on there, and you, you have to observe and you have to watch, and when you see him make his move to pee or even go in a room you don't want him to go in or do anything that you don't like, you have to make a firm correction right then and there. I mean, it's got to oh, be a quick tug on the leash. So we got to get a choke collar then, you think? Well, the best way to make a correction is with your fingers. Or you can poke them in the neck or you can use a choke collar. But you don't pull it, buddy. It's kind of like, you know, like when you're talking to your best friend and you, you kind of daydream and he goes, hey, you listening? And he taps you in the shoulder real hard. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. You give him okay. a little jolt and go, hey, hey. And then oh, you okay. take him outside. See, then now, you take him. When I was home last time, sir, um, I caught him peeing in the dining room, and I yelled at him, and I pointed my finger at him. I said, you don't do that. No, 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 no. 
And then I opened up the sliding door in the kitchen. He ran outside. And you could tell he knew he did wrong. That's why I was puzzled. And my wife told me once in a while, you know, what we ended up doing is we ended up locking all three dogs in the bedroom with us. They were not going to the bedroom because we got to get up. Uh, my wife has got to get up a couple times a night to open up the door so they could go to the bedroom. And I guess uh, Max, the, the Australian Shepherd, he's our smartest one, but he's 11 years old. And he still looks like a puppy. He ended up opening up the door. I don't know how he opened up the door, but then the other one decided to get in there that the young people carry a mix Coco and he decided to go in the dining room again well so. you know he's he's a powerful dog the other two you're lucky you know I, yeah. I mean my sister-in-law my sister-in-law is dealing with a dog right now she's like I've never had a dog like this the dog bites them and you know they're totally weak and you're weak too because you're letting the dogs in the room with you and you can do that with the other two but with the pit bull terrier needs a clear message every day who the boss is it doesn't so. mean you're mean though buddy it doesn't mean you're yeah. mean it doesn't it means you're a firm, consistent, uh, patient leader, showing him the way. So the next time he makes his move to go in the dining room, don't point your finger because he doesn't know what the heck that means. Yeah. Walk over to him, grab the leash, give him a little tug. Hey, no, and take him outside. You go outside with him, and then you go, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. You just keep saying it over and over until he goes, and then as soon as he goes, you go, good dog. Good dog. Give him a treat. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, and I told sure. my wife she has all three dogs sleeping on a bed. Well, you I know what? That's food. dangerous. I, I'm going to tell you why that's dangerous. And, and we've talked about this on this show many times, right, Hal? I mean, where Hal lets the dog. When you have a powerful breed, well, let me tell you what goes on inside a dog's mind, okay? In, in the dog world, there are leaders and followers. It's as simple as that. When yeah. you let a dog sleep in your space, it's very dangerous with a powerful breed because it confuses them. And, and, and it can sometimes turn into an aggressive state of mind because you're telling the dog, hey, you're superior to me. See, in the dog world, a dog would never lay on the leader's spot. He would get reprimanded severely. So, so when you is, let your he is sweet, though, though. He does licks and kisses and everything. He doesn't have no aggressive mood at all, though. Yeah, he's sweet now, but that can change in a lightning oh. in lightning's flash really? time. I mean, yes, yes, okay. absolutely. I'm going to call my wife after I talk to you and tell her to you everything she's done is wrong. Don't tell your wife she was wrong. We're, yeah, yeah, no. don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right because I'll be in a doghouse if I say that. Yeah. You'll be sleeping well, but, on the floor. Can I encourage you, buddy, to, to go in the bookstore and online? There's so much information on having a powerful dog that will teach you how to, how to behave and how to lead. I would encourage you to read, and it won't take you long to educate yourself. I would heavily, highly encourage you to do that. Okay, I will. Thank you so much, and God bless you guys, and I'll be looking forward to listening to you guys again next week. Hey, thanks. We appreciate it. Tell a friend about us. I will. I will. I'll tell all the guys, man. It's, it's great entertainment because there's a lot of truck drivers that have their dogs with them, too. We get calls from uh, truck drivers that have iguanas, uh, ferrets, all kinds of animals. Truck drivers like to travel with a little bit of company, and I don't blame them. Why can't Hal be smart like that guy? I, f I find it funny that how how these men and you know he sounded like 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 he was a rough tough time type of guy, how they just fold when 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 it comes to their dog. <laughs> growing up, growing up, there was a guy in the neighborhood. That, that, his name was Johnny Three Fingers. And Johnny Three Fingers <laughs> was you didn't even look at him. I mean, he, I remember when I was a kid, I was from Joe the Butcher, six seven years six seven years old. They didn't even look at him because he used to yell at all the kids. Well, why did they call him that? I never got the real story, but I'll tell you the. I don't know if you guys want to even hear the story, what, what he told me. Because as a kid, you ask, and I asked, you know, what happened to his hand. And his rectum had teeth. His rear end had teeth, and he had an itch. 
and then bit his fingers off. <laughs> that, was, that was what he said to me. And everyone oh, thought it was man. funny. I mean, this is how I grew up. You know, this was, it was total child abuse, if you really think about it. Ladies, when was the last time you were happy with your body? If you're like most women, it was before you turned 40. That's because age 40 is when hormonal imbalance starts causing symptoms like hot flashes, sleeplessness, low energy, irritability, and lack of sexual desire. It's not your fault. And you don't have to let these symptoms reduce your quality of life anymore. Because now we have Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to balance hormones and relieve the uncomfortable symptoms of menopause safely and effectively. In fact, Amberin is so powerful, we promise you'll love your body again. Right now, you can receive a guaranteed risk-free trial of Amberin with a 30-day supply free. Call now and we'll send it to you today. 1-800-586-6065. And when you call right now, you'll also receive our amazing weight loss program for women over 40 absolutely free. But you have to call now at 1-800-586-6065. That's 1-800-586-6065. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. What looks like a team of Russian scientists claim that they've discovered blood in the frozen carcass of a woolly mammoth. The carcass of the extinct beast was found by a group of researchers on one of the islands in northern Russia. In a statement on the website for Northeastern Federal University, the expedition leader said that when the group broke a number of ice cavities below the mammoth's belly, blood came running out. Now that thing had to be there for years, hundreds of years, and there was still blood that was frozen in there. Uh, they described the blood as pretty dark. The researchers were able to collect vials of the animal's blood for further research, maybe some cloning. Can you imagine? We may have woolly mammoths running around again. Judging from the mammal's teeth, the scientists estimated that he was about 50 to 60 years old when it died. Veterinarians are optimistic that a 17-year-old tiger is going to fully recover after having surgery to remove a gigantic hairball. The tiger named Ty hadn't eaten for about two weeks, and that's when his owner, Vernon Yates, got pretty concerned. He's sort of like my biggest baby. This is my kid. Vets examined the 400-pound feline. They realized it had a hairball the size of a basketball in its body. That hairball weighed four pounds. Vets think Ty will be back to normal within a few weeks. Officials in Washington state were able to rescue a trapped horse with a little help from a telepathic animal communicator. According to the Seattle Times, Barbara Linstead's four-year-old horse, Gemma, escaped from her stall in Redmond. 
Well, caretakers spent hours looking for the animal before they called in a horse communicator. Ranket uh, says that Gemma telepathically told her that she was in a tight space near shrubbery that was close to a road and water. Lindstedt guessed that meant a nearby ravine. Well, that's exactly where rescuers found her. She had slipped 70 feet before coming to a stop on a ledge. She was pulled out, and then uh, reportedly now she's doing well after what her owner calls a miraculous rescue. I did talk with a animal communicator once with my dog, but I didn't have such a great experience. My Actually, my dog was sitting there. I had a, um, a Rottweiler that had some bad legs. The back of its legs were really bad, and we were sitting on the couch, and um, she was telling me how kind and sweet this dog was. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and we have it on video. The dog turned around and bit her right away when she was telling us how sweet and and kind it was. It was just crazy. And it was funny, too, at the time. But I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Celebrating our connection with our pets. I really didn't know NyQuil was so effective. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I poured a little bit on your clone here. I, thought, I don't know if that's a good thing. Is that what happens? <laughs> hey, yeah. this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs. With over 400 products available for both you and your pet, jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. And uh, let's head that on dog over. won't hunt. Huh? What? That dog won't hunt. Very well. We're going to uh, line four and on line four, special guest Corey Joyce comes back to Animal Radio. Hey, Corey, how are you doing? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, of course. How's the racing biz? Oh, it's going all right. Uh, we've been struggling here. We got we need uh, some sponsors for this season here. Uh, we went to Rockingham, and uh, we were running fourth with 10 to go, and just the motor let go on us. So we've been uh, trying to get that back running, and... Unfortunately, the pistons for our motors uh, six weeks out, so we've we've been out for about six weeks or so, and or a little bit longer than that. You're wow. you're Working actually at it. you're actually looking for sponsors. I would think someone would want to put their label all over your cars, especially somebody pet related. Sure, so many big pet companies. We'll have to figure I that out. <laughs> yeah, if you're not listening, big pet companies, come on, step up. Right on the side of Corey Joyce's car. What what yeah. number car is that anyway? We're 20. We're number 20. 20, the number 20, which ironically is how old you are. When I spoke to you last year, I thought, geez, you're probably 30s or 40s. But I just read this year, you're only 20 years old. You're a young pup. You're at the beginning of your career. We've been just working now, now away, I, chugging along since the last time I talked to you. I hate them now. <laughs> to be 20 again, to be 20 again, you know what? Well, you know, you love your animals, too. You're not only just a great driver, but you, you have an affinity for the animals, and you help out with the Humane Society of the United States. And Don't you also work there in North Carolina with some project there? We do. Uh, we're actually traveling around. We've been, we've been pretty busy on the car lately, so we haven't been around, but we've and uh, trying to make it out to the you know the local shelters and do anything we can. The organization is great. These shelters need help. All the animals obviously need help too. That's why we do it. And I have a you know passion for animals and anything I can do to help them is uh, you know a plus in their books. So you have a dog, right? I have two dogs actually. Um, Macy was actually a rescue, and we talked a little bit last time about them. Uh, Pitbull. Macy, I, I found. Yep, Pitbull Lab. Uh, she was. Oh with a friend of mine and a homeless lady had actually kind of dropped her off said i can't take care of her anymore you know i don't have the money to do it and i said well i'll take her you know first weekend i was going to the racetrack and she went to the racetrack with us in the motorhome and uh she's been with me ever since what a great mess Uh, and then you got another one right i actually just recently uh my mom got a shetland sheep dog um a sheltie uh he is about three months old right now and you know he's a trooper he's a He's learning that puppy stage, you know, and growing up, and it's getting along with Macy pretty well, too. You know, Macy's the more mature one out of the two, obviously, so it's a learning experience. You know, I've had puppies, but I've never had a puppy and an older dog at the same time, so we're getting to know the whole animal feuds and everything, so oh, yeah. it's pretty funny at, at uh like feeding time. We have to put them in separate rooms just so they uh, <laughs> they stay away, you know? So are, they, are most NASCAR drivers pet-friendly? Are there a lot of dogs out at the track? Sometimes. Most of them have dog sitters just because they don't, um, they're not around a lot. So they, they have dog sitters to go over and let them out and all that stuff at their house. So, um, that's what I usually have to do because I, I don't want to, you know, torture the dog, obviously being in the hot heat and everything at the racetrack, sitting in the trailer and all that. So, although we do have AC, but it, it's hot for a dog and it takes a toll on them. So I, I don't want to keep them out in the, uh, overheating them and all that you know yeah i suppose so, um, it could be pretty dangerous too for them running around 
Yeah, we wouldn't want one getting loose and running out on the racetrack or anything. So That's true. We try and keep them out there. But, yes, uh, most of the drivers do have dogs, and they are animal lovers. I know a couple other drivers that are they're trying to help out the local shelters and all that, too. So it, it's an awesome thing for all these animals in the shelters to have public figures like this and people that, you know, can make a difference in the world and, and go out there and help out these animal shelters. I know Greg Biffle was uh, is helping the animals out a little bit, too. You ever hang yeah. with Greg? Um, I've met him once or twice here and there. Um, I know he lives right down the road from me, but uh, it's tough getting a hold of people like that. You know, they're, they're all traveling, and they, mm-hmm. they just want their, their time to themselves when they're when they're at home. So I have not hung out with him or anything, but um, maybe in the future, you know, you never know what the future holds. You have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> you live in North Carolina, which is, I would say, the racing capital of the world. Would you agree with that? I actually would agree with that. Actually, my town is uh, it's called Race City, USA. So oh, okay. we, uh, a lot of racing people in this town. <laughs> North Carolina is trying to pass this HB 930 bill. Do you know much oh, about no. that? I actually do. Um, they passed it. Um, in the House, they're trying to pass it. They're working on it to pass it in the Senate. Um, it's basically for, for breeders and, um, you know, getting them the right treatment for, for the puppies that are going along with it. I, I guess it's hard to explain. I, I was reading up on it, and, and I like I like the bill. I guess the breeders, they're trying to set standards for breeders so that they, uh, they yeah. get veterinary care and safe housing and parasite treatment and sanitary conditions. Yeah, because right now there's no no standards. There's nobody looking over their shoulder. A lot of backyard breeders. A lot breeders. of backyard breeders. That would probably help us with, the, with these terrible puppy mills out there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Corey, you're doing great work, and I appreciate it. I'm thinking a big animal radio logo right across your car there. <laughs> What I'm That'd thinking cool. about. Hmm. Look at the house face. <laughs> I'll ponder right on, on that. the hood. I'm just in awe of NASCAR drivers, just because there's so many factors you guys can't control. I mean, look at you talking about your car. I mean, you can be the best driver in the world, and if something goes wrong with your car, I mean, you can't win. Or if somebody crashes into you, or you know, if a tire blows. I mean, there's so many things that aren't in your control. I mean, imagine being, you know, you're leading a race, and then all of a sudden, you you know, you blow your engine or something like that. That's got to be frustrating. It really is. I mean, at Rockingham, I was almost heartbroken because I, I was running so good, and we were just just riding, waiting for you know leaders to fall off. And you know, the, the car was handling amazing. My my crew, I can't thank them enough either. Um, you know, it's it's tough, but there's always you always think about it, and you, at the end of the day, there's always going to be another race to go to. So, um, such a good guy. You, you, you know, know what I'm lady, because Joey's wife's available. <laughs> But I, I can't believe you said that because what I was thinking is I said here's this guy you got you got a good looking twenty year old guy around all these beautiful women that are at races that likes pets okay so he like has this whole package so that's why I mean I like you but I hate you because of you're that, jealous because I'm just so jealous I'm so jealous yes Corey we wish you the best of luck in the next race there getting the car back together and give Macy a big old hug from all of us over at Animal Radio oh I will thank you guys for having me yeah. Anytime you guys want to talk, let's set it up and we'll uh, we'll do it again. We'll go about the uh, updates on the race season and and the women, you know. Well, the women report. That for you. There's an idea, <laughs> Judy. Can you start the uh, new women report? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, uh, well, no. I want Corey to line up all the drivers so I can start talking, doing interviews with all. The oh, drivers. I get it. You're trying for to find yourself show. a driver husband, yes, huh? For the show. Hmm. He's a hoarder. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Corey Joyce joining us on Animal Radio.
uh, from NASCAR. You big NASCAR fan, Alan? You you watch NASCAR at all? I'm just I'm just amazed. I mean, I you know, I just it, it's got to be one of the most difficult things. Think about it. The the concentration, the level of focus you have to have. And and then these yuckleheads are like two inches away from you, all going ninety thousand miles an hour. I mean, it's it's insane. It's I don't know how they do it. You know, is it magic? Makes our job look like well, makes us look like cowards, doesn't it? Pretty makes much. Us look like we ride tricycles. We are. I am a coward. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, what we, we are. are. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio. Vinny Penn, party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Today, a very important topic, naming your pet. Now, I'm an Italian. I don't know if you can ascertain that from the Vinny thing. And Penn is an abbreviation of a very long Italian name that I can't get into here. Uh, but when it comes to Italians, Italians have a very interesting way of nicknaming people, which uh, you could actually find all of this out in uh, my new book that comes out this summer. I don't mean to plug here uh, during my radio time, but I do have a book coming out called The Guido's Credos, available at bookstores everywhere at the end of the summer. I hope you'll check that out. Check me out at www.vinnypen.net. But I did have a routine in there or, or, or a chapter in there dedicated to how Italians come up with nicknames. If you're obese, your nickname is tiny. I, I, that might be standard ethnicity notwithstanding. Interestingly enough, though, if your name is Frank, we're big on alliteration, we Italians, so your nickname might just be Fat Frank. It really depends on your name before we go with the nickname. But there's thing, th- something about doing the complete opposite. If you're six foot seven, your name is Shorty, unless your name is Tom, in which case you're Tall Tom. Really creative, we Italians. But nonetheless, it, it does kind of extend itself to the pet realm. If I meet one more ridiculously tiny sweater-wearing dog whose name is Thor, I'm going to lose my mind. Thor is is reserved for Rottweilers, for labs, and even there, it's kind of done to death. It's kind of the uh, Jason in the human world, we or, or the Luke. We have enough babies, we have enough dogs with the same names. If your pet is three pounds or so, and, and sleep sleeps in a hearth at the foot of your bed and you take him out to uh, him or her out in your pocketbook here are some of the names you cannot name that tiny pet thor as i said bear king hulk orca choose a name that fits at the same time don't acknowledge the stature at all teensy weensy is really just kind of as annoying And we all know to stare clear of the human names. Naming your dog or your cat is the most important thing you will ever do. They're going to respond to this name. You might want to try to make it a little unique. Stare clear of human names, names that have anything to do with their stature. If it's a white dog, doesn't mean to be named Whitey. If it's a black dog, doesn't mean to be named Blackie. Come up with something clever. Your favorite ice cream flavor. You know, here's Rocky Road. All right, what's wrong with that? Your favorite uh, musician. Well, a lot of people do that Marley thing. That's kind of annoying in and of itself. All I'm saying is, be creative. 
pay homage to something that has affected you profoundly in your life. And don't be so obvious. And stop the Thors. As a matter of fact, I want to see if Animal Radio is going to get behind making T-shirts that has the name Thor in a circle with a slash through it. No more Thor. Vinny Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote, but when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Radio. If you are sick, may I suggest a NyQuil martini like Joey Volani just made me? He's a good bartender. <laughs> it was very good. A little lemon in there. A little. Uh, they advertise on this show because they should. Who, Martini? No, NyQuil. 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 Yeah, they really should, shouldn't they? <laughs> I will repeat once again that I'm on a little bit of NyQuil today, and a little cold, and uh, everyone in the studio will be sick. Thankfully, you on the other side of the radio don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> oh, maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. You know, like people as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem that they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx is available at pet shops and retailers across the country. I think I'm sounding a little slurry today. You think? Not sure. (laughs) Hey, Jamie, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Corona, California. The beautiful L.A. area, huh? Yes. Nice today. It is nice. It's warming up. It's almost... Uh If I wasn't in here, I'd be out walking my dog right now. (laughs) Tell you that right now. She's waiting for one. Okay. Well, let's get this over with. What's on your mind? I got the good doctor here. I got the trainer. I got the animal communicator. I got the groomer. We're all here for you. Great. Well, we live in a somewhat rural environment, and... um, we have coyotes that run down in back of our house every once in a while, and we live kind of up a steep slope, but and we have a four-foot chain link. We've never seen a coyote this close before, but one was looking right at the chain link, right at my little Yorkie. And um, what I did is I got a hundred feet of two-foot chicken wire and put it on the chain link and hooked it up to the energizer. And I want to know if I should feel secure about keeping them out. Wow. Well, 
I, I'll, I'll say a couple of things because we have definitely a, a huge coyote problem in um, the Las Vegas area, and uh, the bottom line is you can never take your leave your dog outside uh, without That's supervision. Right. That's um, right. I, I've I've heard of people just letting the dog out, checking on laundry, coming back, and it's snatched and it's gone, and, and this will be day or night. So that's definitely vigilance is the number one thing. Um, They're evil. You know, I've got them, too, out here. I live in a rural place, too, and my dog is big. He's a 125-pounder. So what the little – I hate coyotes. Just so you know, I hate coyotes. What they do is they try to lure him into the woods so they can gang up on him, but he's way too smart. You know, but that's what they're trying to do. They're out there howling, so he'll go out there and they can surround him. I don't like coyotes, so I'm sure people are going to be very upset at this, but I don't care. I've got myself a real powerful BB gun, BB rifle, and I sit outside and I shoot them, and it does not kill them, but, boy, it sends them a clear message that if they come anywhere uh, near my house, they're going to experience a bit of pain. Well, and and I'll go for the non-arsenal methods. (laughs) Of course you will, Of course Um, you will. We'll leave the firepower to Alan. Um, I, I, you, normally girl. for coyotes, my recommendation is to go with a six-foot fence. Um, so if you've got a four-foot fence with a two-foot elevation, you know, you might be close. But I would feel much more comfortable if your chain link was higher um, to start with. Because um, these guys definitely are quite crafty and quite athletic. So um, Is that is six feet really even enough? I mean, that's the general guideline that we have with coyotes. But for a lot of folks, I'll recommend putting like a barbed wire on there or, you know, you're going into the, you know, electri- electrified uh, route. And that is totally, um, you know, a, a valid way to go as well. There's other things you can do as far as to try to keep them away. It's kind of more banking on that they're going to get into your yard and hopefully you can prevent that. But just like for stray cats, when we want to keep them away, we can use motion activated uh, sprinkler systems or, you know, for nighttime, you can use the motion activated um you know spotlights and such just to try to keep them away um but but i'm for the physical deterrence and and i'll leave uh alan to comment on the firepower (laughs) well it's not a real gun it's a bb gun uh, my husband has thought of a paintball gun you know i I know coyotes have a place and they need to eat just not in my yard they're everywhere they could they're in all 50 states and they're overpopulated and you can't get rid of them so don't worry you know a bb gun it doesn't it it doesn't do them any damage it just gives it's like pinching somebody it gives you a nice big sting and it's like oh okay well i'm not going near there anymore yeah okay i'll i'll uh i'll Maybe we'll go shopping. <laughs> yeah. And some other things that you can try, um, you know, for a lot of wildlife, it may work for coyotes, um, but, you know, taking um, ammonia and kind of treating the outside perimeter of your yard to try to keep them away. just Like urine? Um, um, well, you can. There's some coyote urine deterrents you can get as well. But you know, even just you know, good old ammonia, get it in a spray bottle and spritz it. Um, you know, outside the perimeter home. You know, we don't want to put it in in your yard where your dog's going to get into it. Um, but just the real pungent odor tends to deter a lot of wildlife. Mm. So, Cal, um, you're the. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I go around and I usually just mark my territory and that keeps everybody. <laughs> Cal, you're the uh, you're the clone expert. Why don't you just clone her a Bengal tiger? That'll there take you go. The there you go. Uh, well, um, uh, thank you very much for all your input. I think uh, the higher scent sounds good, and uh, my, I'll leave the firepower up to my husband. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> yeah. you go. I want you to know that the, the only rational answer here came from Dr. Debbie. My answer was a good answer. You know what was interesting is uh, not a lot of people know that you actually brought your wife in today. This is the first time that I've yes. met your wife, Kimmers, yes. and let me say, you lucked out, young man. You really oh, did. She's gorgeous. She is a hottie. But as soon as you mentioned firepower, her eyes lit up. She likes that in you. I can tell. Yeah, she likes it, but she won't let me have any. I'm, I, I'm allowed to have the BB rifle, and that's it. 
Well, thanks for joining us today. That's all we can fit in in two hours. Uh, don't forget you can visit us over at AnimalRadio.com and ask your questions from the Animal Radio app. It's free and it's downloadable from iTunes or the Google Play Store. Just uh, put in Animal Radio app for iTunes, for iPhone, or Android. Whew. That was a mouthful. It's, there's a lot going on there. And then, of course, don't forget Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, great books, especially if you own one of those breeds there. And we'll link to that right over from AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. Love Bye-bye. You. Love you, Bye, man. Take care. Bye, guys. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.